0: All right, everyone, we're back yet again with another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Today, we're joined by New York Rangers reporter for USA Today Sports and the host of the New Ice City podcast, Vince Mercagliano. Thanks for joining us, Vince. How are you?
2: I'm great, guys. I'm busy, but doing well. How about you? (laughs) Doing great.
1: Good. Excited for the season to start
2: yeah me too me too mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of funny for you i feel like recently you've just probably been in zoom calls all day and then before this it was just kind of like radio silence <laughs> with the season not being uh, in full effect yet
2: yeah i was finding ways to keep myself busy but it was definitely like i had to kind of push the envelope to get creative for how to get come up with new content i mean that was one of the th- reasons i had the time to launch the podcast which i was excited about but uh yeah, it was like 10 months of there was only three games for the Rangers over the course of 10 months. So it was 10 months of like, okay, what am I writing about today? Uh, and like I said, you know, it, it was good in some ways because it forced me to get creative and, and I had to uh, kind of reach into my bag of tricks a little bit. But now it's been rapid fire. I mean, I'm watching practices every day on the computer, obviously, and then on Zooms all day. I will be at MSG for the opener on Thursday, but that's pretty much it. I can't travel for the road games. I can only go to the home games and the practices I watch all on like a live stream. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. I was just going to get to the the practices. Like if you don't follow Vince on Twitter or you don't have a Twitter account, make a Twitter account, Rangers fans and go (laughs) follow him because if you want all the latest up to all all the latest news and updates from practice and stuff, who's going to start who's healthy scratch. He's the guy that's going to going to do that for you. I've been following you for almost a year now, I think. I don't know, but I get all the 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 best updates and stuff. thanks for all your coverage for from the scrimmages and stuff
2: i It's my job man. I appreciate yep. that but yeah it's, it's no my I job. just like
0: I like seeing all all the stuff because you know Rangers Twitter doesn't stream their their practices like these other teams. It's disappointing, but anyways, uh, I wanted to ask you who stood out in camp? Is there anyone that kind of looked different or plays differently than last season
2: yeah, I mean the disclaimer is that. I'm lucky to be able to watch on the live stream, but it's not quite like being there in person. The camera, I'm pretty sure, is like an automated camera that just kind of follows the actions. Mm-hmm. So you miss certain stuff, and like when I'm there on my own, if there's a player in particular that I'm interested in keeping an eye on, it's easy for me to do that. Whereas now, it's like I can only see whatever the camera's showing. So, I that that's kind of the disclaimer that I feel like I haven't been able to watch everything as thoroughly as I usually would. But with that said. I mean, the obvious, the the big story of training camp, I think has been Keandre Miller. He looked, I was able to watch in person over the summer and he, he, he wowed me then. Like he really looked like he was ready and just seeing how big he is, how well he moves. I mean, for a dude that size to be able to skate the way that he does like that, before you even see him play hockey jumps out at you. And then, you know, the skill is there, the reach, like Quinn keeps talking about the reach with him. He, he looks very confident, very comfortable. And that's been apparent, not only during this training camp, but over the summer. So him, I thought he had a chance to maybe make the team after what I saw over the summer, but to now see that he is going to be paired with Truba, whether you want to call it the number one pair or the number two pair, I thought maybe he would be competing for like a bottom pair spot or a taxi squad spot. So to see what he's done has, has definitely been, I think, one of the big stories of camp. Obviously, Lafreniere has been a big story in this camp. Everybody's had their eye on him. He, I feel like, you know, you could see he's kind of still gaining comfort, getting his footing under him, but he has these flashes where the vision with his passing, the playmaking ability, even the aggressiveness on the forecheck, like the Rangers actually put out a video. uh, You you know, I know they haven't done a lot, but they, they did put out a short video today of him him checking Libor Hayek and putting him down like pretty easily. So even that, like he's aggressive, you know, he, he's willing to play with some physicality. So he, he's been a standout. I think that, you know, I wouldn't want to go too crazy with predictions or expectations for him as a rookie, but I do think that you'll see more out of him this year than you saw out of Kako last year. Uh, so those have obviously been two guys I've been watching really closely, but you know, Qu- Quinn keeps talking about Booch. Booch has definitely had a good camp. Uh, the competition, I think for like the the top three lines has been pretty set. Like we haven't seen much movement with those, but there was a lot of competition for the fourth line. For example, I was watching Morgan Barron closely. Quinn said that he looked kind of nervous. So he might end up, well, actually we should be finding out soon about the taxi squad. He might end up on the taxi squad. Probably will end up getting some AHL time. Eventually Uh, they gave those fourth line roles more to like you know, Lemieux and DiGiuseppe and guys that have a little more experience. Uh, So those are kind of the things that I've been keeping my eye on, but there's, there's so many things. Like I feel like with this team, the storylines are kind of endless.
0: Yeah. That's, that's like everything that we we wanted to ask, but like, (laughs) that's good to hear. That's good to hear that Miller is like that good. Like he, he didn't barely make the team. He he's like,
2: one of the my best college. defensemen is yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, but but the obvious disclaimer and he's and a rookie. He's a rookie. He's gonna make mistakes. Like there's I would I mean it shocked me that he did what he just did. So I guess I shouldn't be that shocked if he has a really good rookie season. But I, I totally do expect there to be some growing pains. On my podcast, like a month or so ago, I had his college coach Tony Granado on the show. And I've mm. talked to him a couple times. I've talked to different scouts about Keandre. Like everybody seemed to say you know, the physical ability is there. He's a big, strong dude. He skates really well. He's got skill with the puck, but like, you know, is he ready to defend at this level? And I think he's jumped at Like that's been the big thing for Quinn It's like, you know, he's got this great reach with his stick. It's so hard for guys to get around him. So he's showing that he definitely has the ability to be a good defender, but when things are happening so fast and you're playing against guys like Crosby and Pasternak and all these guys that they're going to see this season, like, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be hiccups. I'm sure that there's going to be mistakes. So I would want to temper expectations for him a little bit. But honestly, you know, the Rangers with a lot of prospects in the past, like Kratsov didn't make the team last year. Barron didn't make the team this year. They've kind of taken a little bit of a patient approach, although they haven't been shy about playing young players. They're going to have the youngest roster in the league. But Miller, they are throwing him right into the fire. And they're, you know, it's kind of crazy to me that he's going to get that type of responsibility right off the bat.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were talking to Tony D a while ago, we had him on the show. And, and he was telling us in the in the camp they had in the summer, he was like, he looked fantastic. He goes, if, if it wasn't uh, for like his contract, holding him back, like whatever was in his contract, he would have played um, yeah. in those three games against Carolina, which is crazy. But one of the other guests we had was Austin Ruchoff, and he made camp. Um, and I haven't really heard too much about him. So what can you tell us about him?
2: he, you know, he's, he, I don't think he ever had a realistic shot of making the team out of camp. He's going to be in the AHL. They, they signed those three centers that were undrafted guys, you know, that were college seniors last year. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Austin, Justin Richards, who hasn't played. I don't know if it's COVID related. We don't know, but he hasn't played yet in this camp, although he was invited. And then uh, Patrick Kotarinko. So those three guys, I think that they look at as kind of like long-term projects. They feel like they each have certain skills that they like 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 rushoff is a huge dude he's like six seven Uh, (laughs) but they but they're raw you know they need some experience those guys are going to be like depth in the ahl and maybe i think the rangers would be thrilled if out of those three one of them in the long run ends up developing into a guy that could maybe play in their bottom six but those guys are definitely you know all three of them i would expect in hartford this year
0: okay yeah and that's good that would probably be good for for hartford too because they need players uh they need players to fill up that squad
2: too. Exactly. Yep.
0: Yeah. I wanted to get to like the defensive pairings. I saw Robertson was still on that group B uh roster. That's correct, right?
2: Yeah, but that he's not making the team. He he's okay. not even signed yet. Like that, that well, I'm sorry. Yes. He's, he's signed yet, but the clock hasn't started on his NHL contract yet. He is still going to play the season in the WHL, the Western Hockey League. But the thing is that season has been delayed. Uh so Nobody knows exactly when it's going to start. They're saying that they plan on playing, but because that season isn't going to start yet, the Rangers did two things because they have a couple prospects that play in that league. Mm-hmm. With Robertson, they're holding on to him, and like I said, we're going to find out the taxi squad shortly. And Quinn said yesterday that it's possible they might hold on to Robertson as a taxi squad guy now. He can, again, he cannot play in an NHL game, but they might hold on to him as a taxi squad guy just so that he gets to keep playing and practicing with the team and he's not just sitting Um, around and doing and so he's not sitting around and doing nothing uh and then the other thing they did was they signed Braden Schneider to an AHL contract now they could end up doing this with Robertson as well they signed Braden Schneider to an AHL only contract which means that Schneider is going to come to Connecticut play for Hartford up until the WHL season starts and when the WHL when the WHL season starts, he'll be obligated to go back and play for the team that he signed with there. So basically the Rangers are just trying to do whatever they can because a lot of these guys have been sitting around for a while waiting for hockey. The season's pretty much all over the globe halted last March because of the virus. So Robertson... Uh, Schneider they're trying to get them some time with Hartford right now we know they have a bunch of guys in Europe right now they, they mm-hmm. even loaned some guys that then came back over for camp so it's just trying to get creative with like okay how can we keep these guys sharp
0: right yeah so that sounds like a lot like trying to avoid what happened with baseball if, if you follow that yeah like, with
2: the with the minor leagues you're saying with the minor leagues there's no minor yeah.
0: leagues so what the Mets had to do like they had to keep Jimenez on their team because they wanted him to play and he ended up turning out being pretty good. Trade him for Lindor, but that's a different story. But I think it's good that the Rangers are trying to get like Schneider and Robertson and those other guys, like the European prospects, playing, just playing, whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. having sitting around doing nothing.
2: Yeah, and again with Schneider, he this has no effect on his NHL contract. He has not signed an NHL contract yet, so he is just AHL only. And as soon as the WHL start season starts. He has to make the move back there.
1: He's (laughs) looking really good too, though. World Juniors, did you watch him in the World Juniors? Yeah,
2: oh, for sure. Yeah, he's, you know, like the Rangers talked about it a bunch, but he plays with that mean streak and he's kind of got that chip on his shoulder. I had him on my podcast uh, right after he got drafted. Really like smart kid, well-spoken, impressive. You could see why he kind of impressed the Rangers in the interview process. But I think they see that they've accumulated – all of these young, skilled, if you want to call them offensive defensemen, guys like Zach Jones, Keandre Miller, Niels Lundqvist, I think they wanted to add a little more toughness and physicality and size back there. And that and that's why they drafted a guy like Schneider.
0: Yeah, that's that's probably the the best the best bet. Getting a more defensive-minded defenseman, mm-hmm. right? You already have Fox, like you said, you have Fox and then Lundqvist coming up, Miller's gonna be on the roster. Truba, you hope can bounce back and become 50 point defenseman again. And then also Tony D'Angelo, there's just a lot of offensive defensemen. Yeah, exactly.
2: So I think, you know, bringing in, I mean, they're hoping that Miller will be kind of a well-rounded guy. Truba, they look at it as a well-rounded guy. Lindgren obviously brings more of a defensive mindset, but I think if you look in their pipeline, there's probably more guys that are offensive labeled at least for now. And that's why Schneider to them was, was a pick that they really liked.
1: Yeah. What about the the veterans we have on the blue line, like uh, Johnson and Smith? Do you do you, what do you where do you see them going?
2: They're going to be on the. I mean, one of them will be on the bottom pair at least to start. It looks like it's going to be Johnson paired with with D'Angelo on the bottom pair to to start the season. So you know, if, if they were both in the lineup, I think that I'd be raising my eyebrows a little <laughs> bit more. But you know, having one in the line. Listen, I know Johnson. The fans they gave him a, they gave the team a lot of heat for signing him. I totally agree, <laughs> questionable signing. And if you look at any of the any stats really, advanced analytics or not, nothing really paints him in a very positive light. Right. But they brought in Jacques Martin, the the assistant coach from Pittsburgh who's going to yeah. coach the defense and the PK for them, and he gave it the stamp of approval. Like he told the Rangers, "I want to bring this guy in." So the Rangers took his advice, signed him to a one-year deal in the grand scheme of things it's an incredibly minor contract. there's pretty much zero chance that he's on the team after this year. He's really just a placeholder as is Smith for now until younger prospects are ready to come in. So I mean if basically you know those are your sixth and seventh defensemen to start the season meaning Johnson and Smith, I think you can live with that. Uh, I think the bigger you know here's the thing now, right? If they would have forced one of those guys to play in, let's say the Tony D'Angelo on the left experiment didn't work out, and then they needed somebody to pair with Truba, if they would have forced Johnson or Smith to play next to Truba, and we know Truba led the team in ice time last year, so whoever plays with Truba is going to be on the ice a lot. That would have been viewed as, I mean, on, on Twitter, <laughs> it, on Twitter, it would have been a travesty, right? Yeah. So well. so even though Miller, I think is going to experience growing pains, the fact that they have the confidence in him now to, to, to put him with Truba, and in the long run, you know, if you were looking at things in the preseason in the long run, that was a combination that you figured, whether it was later this season or next season was a very likely thing to happen. Now it's happening right off the bat. And I, I think the more that I've kind of processed it and thought about it, it makes a lot of sense because I think you'd rather let Miller go through the growing pains, get established, Work a rapport with Truba, and then you hope that with Truba and Miller, and then Lingren and Fox, you've got two of your three pairs set for the next however many years.
0: Right, right. It's crazy to think that you know the Rangers have had Hayek for a few years now, and Miller just made the roster over him. You know,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. Hayek is he's in a tough spot. He could yeah, yeah. definitely end up being exposed in the ex- in the expansion draft this offseason. He has, you know, they gave him an opportunity last year and he struggled. There's, there's no bones about it. He's got a long way to go to prove that he's a, a long-term part of these plans for this team because they have so many young defensemen, especially left-handed defensemen with Miller, Robertson, we just talked about. Zach Jones for UMass is, is looking mm-hmm. like he's a pretty high-end prospect for the Rangers right now. So right now, you know, long-term, I think I would rank Hayek behind all those guys. And then yeah. you also have Tarmo Reuninen. You also have Igor Rykoff. Right, like right
0: Rykoff, yes. yes. Rykoff, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, so, just going to get to him.
2: So like you've got all these left-handed defensemen right now. And I think that the, the last three that we just mentioned in, in the long-term plans and in terms of prospect rankings or whatever you want to call it, they're behind those other guys that we've seen drafted more recently. So they're not going to be able to keep them all. I mean, I definitely believe that the Rangers are, whether it's... The trade deadline this year, next offseason, maybe even the year after that, they are going to include some of these prospects, specifically defenseman prospects in trades. They, they, they have a glut of them right now. There's no way they're going to be able to play them all. Like we said, right. they probably have their top two pairs for the next couple of years already sort of established now. Uh, so they're going to have to use those guys as trade bait maybe to get a center or whatever else it is that they determine they need, you know, by the time that comes around. But I definitely, whether it, you know, it could be a guy like D'Angelo who ends up getting traded or it could be a young prospect who's never played in the league. But I think that they're going to have to kind of break up that, that jam right now.
1: Right. right? I mean, you have so many guys it just that's just the most logical thing to do. Yeah. Um, we don't want to keep you too long. I just want to ask you one last thing, your predictions for Thursday night.
2: Ooh, predictions for Thursday night. Well, I did my predictions for the season for USA Today. Right, Uh, I did see that. Yeah, they had me do the East Division, and I did pick the Islanders to finish ahead of the Rangers. I know the Rangers fans aren't going (laughs) to want to hear that. Uh, So I will say that I think in the long run, the Islanders will finish ahead of the Rangers in the standings. I mean, the Islanders, to me, like, you know, maybe I'm putting too much stock in what they did in the bubble, but, like, that grind you out like a hard nosed defensive style that got them to the conference final. I think that's going to like work really well in, in this division where the games mm-hmm. are going to be so tight. And I think everybody would tell you this is the deepest division, uh, but you know, what opening night I'll give the Rangers the win.
1: Huh? <laughs> Let's go. All right. Go. It's gonna, this is
0: going to be fun. The
2: yeah. Night. It's going to, it's going to be a lot of fun. The Rangers are going to take their lumps, but that's a good thing for them. You know, right, I think exactly. th- th- this year is kind of gravy. We got all these young players we're talking about who you know you're you're trying to groom, you're trying to get them ready for the long-term run. And you know what? I actually I just on my own podcast was talking about this with a guest. To me, the biggest there's a lot of keys to the season for the Rangers, right? But the biggest key to the season is all these young guys who they're giving legitimate responsibility to, if they step up if they take those roles and run with them then the rangers very easily could be a playoff team because they have the talent for it like if igor shesterkin that 12 game sample size that we saw last year if he can sustain that over the course of a full season then the rangers look like a much different team Mm -hmm. if keandre miller hits the ground running and forms a really quality pair with truba huge for them if lafreniere steps into the league and is a calder trophy candidate and is like you know a legitimate force as a rookie huge for them if Capo Caco seizes that top six role and replaces Jesper Faust and, and takes that opportunity and runs with it, huge. So if all those things happen, the Rangers, I think, could definitely be a playoff team. Right. But it's a lot to ask to put all that responsibility on the shoulders of these young guys. So the more important thing, I think, is let them grow, let them take their lumps, and then you hope that for the 21-22 season and beyond, you are in position to be a perennial contender.
1: Right, exactly. There's a lot of things that need to go right, but I think that we're we're on the brink. I think it could go it could go either way. We could be right outside. We could be right inside. Um, but one thing I wanted to note on is the Islanders' play style. I think that especially with uh, playing the same teams all the time, I think they would might need to change their play style a little bit because going into every game like a hard nosed team, I think it'll wear you out in the long run. But um, we'll see
2: possibly true possibly true but i also think they could wear teams down and then i if they're in so many tight games like i see them playing a lot of one goal games even if they lose in overtime losing a shootout they're still getting a point point. and like true. every game every point is going to be so critical in this season i actually had them finishing with less wins than the rangers and the penguins but at getting more one point you know losses whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them uh, so th- I had them one point ahead, ahead of the Penguins, two points ahead of the Rangers. I, I definitely think that Boston, Washington, and Philly are going to make the playoffs. For me, the big yeah, question no is arguing that, that. For me, the big question is that four spot, and I think that Rangers, Islanders, and Penguins. You can make a case for any of those teams. Uh, you know, no offense to the Buffalo or Jersey, players, but, uh, I, I think no, those offense,
1: other three- offense to those
2: fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to fly by too. The whole season is the regular season is less than four months uh, yeah. long. So it's going to yeah. fly.
1: All right, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate your time. I know you're back and forth from all these calls, but, um, uh, we wish you all the best this season with your podcast as well. Hope that goes well. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming on.
2: Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for reaching out. Happy to do it. And, you know, reach out during the season. I, I can definitely try to find time to come on again. So Awesome, man. Thanks
1: so much.
0: Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't
1: stay here. I know.